Hello, and welcome to Transformation by Truth podcast, where the call become the chosen and those who have been dedicated to serve the Most High receive the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth as we progress our quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life. My name is D.L. Anderson. I'll be your tour guide. Let's get started with today's lesson. Hello, my friends. D.L. Anderson here. Welcome back to our Transformation by Truth podcast and day two of week two of the quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life 2022. Now, as always, by the favor of Elohim, we have another good word for you today. A pivotal lesson concerning another vital role of the Spirit in our lives. As we progress this series dedicated to analyzing your greatest help in this quest. And if that wasn't clear to you at the conclusion of yesterday's podcast, it should be clear to you at the end of today's. Let's get started. Now, here is a series of objectives. Complete a full examination of the set-apart spirit of Elohim by analyzing seven of his primary functions in our lives. These functions are helper, life source, guide, translator, revelator, connection, and regulator. Now, without further ado, here's our feature lesson, a word of truth accounting of the set-apart spirit of Elohim, day two. And our title of today's lesson is The Holy Spirit, My Life Source. The letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. 2 Corinthians 3.6. Now here is the feature lesson objectives. One, discuss the condition of our world and the church. Two, analyze the importance of staying on schedule. Three, analyze the Holy Spirit as our life source. And four, analyze spiritual wear and tear and the cycle of spiritual depletion. Now, for those who have joined the quest in our virtual book club, this lesson references the Pinnacle of Holiness, Volume 2, Chapter 8, The Truth Concerning Tests and Trials. And it also references the Pinnacle of Holiness, Volume 2, Chapter 10, The Amazing, Wonderful Spirit. Now, let's start by discussing the condition of our world. Now, we ended yesterday's podcast discussing two terrific threats to our quest for holiness, spiritual blindness and the spirit of anti-governance. Now, one of the most critical takeaways from that lesson is sure, these threats are classic causes to premature death. Now, re regrettably, the world has been conditioned into accepting occasions of premature death. Here again, this includes the church, for its members are not immune to the license the kingdom of darkness has been given to afflict our world, explicitly those who are outside the Father's will. Now, this is yet another way we are different from the church. Our leaders don't accept premature death or any reality that does not reflect the life of abundance 
Messiah gives those who follow his example. And why should we? We have dominion over the kingdom of darkness. Now here lies the key, and I will say it again. If you do not have dominion over the kingdom of darkness, they are going to afflict you with as much pain and suffering as they can. And this, as you learn in the feature week, is why the Father led me to focus a great deal of our spiritual energy on the topics of dominion, authority, and power. Now, as Yahushua Messiah taught, you cannot enter the house of a strong man and spoil his goods unless you first bind the strong man. Brothers and sisters, this is what is happening in the lives of men and women all over the world, including the church. Agents of darkness are entering the lives or the houses of men and women all over this world. And seeing the Holy Spirit is not present, they are overpowering them and afflicting them with many sorrows, all because they don't have the power to resist them. And such is a condition of our world. Now, this is a tragedy within itself, but an even greater tragedy is the failure of church leadership to address this contrary reality, for it is not the Father's will that any should perish. But men and women are perishing in the church and in the world, and hardly anyone takes the time to ask why. If they did, and they sought the Most High, they would appreciate John 10, 10, which says, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. In essence, when you see thievery, death, and destruction, that is clear evidence the enemy is working his will in your life. And if you see this, the question you should be asking is why? And the next question you should be asking is how? That is, how is the enemy doing this to you? This is especially the case if you think you're in the Father's will and on a path that leads to everlasting life. Here's why. It's impossible to inherit everlasting life in the eternal future if you are not experiencing the abundant life now. This is because the abundant life is a precursor to everlasting life, for they exist in a singular infinite model. Vis-a-vis, -vis, everlasting life is the eternal manifestation of the abundant life. Therefore, I warn all who are not experiencing the true model of the abundant life, not the counterfeit version many prosperity preachers have concocted to see the simple and the unwise. I advise you to think it over, for you're not as safe as you could be here and now and eternally. Now let's discuss the schedule of the quest. Now, those of us who are being set apart and walking in obedient faith to the Father's will, do not have to worry about premature death or any other twisted weapon the enemy has formed against us. Remember, Yahushua Messiah came that we would have life and that more abundantly. This is his desire and the Father's will. However, 
this does not mean we will never have to deal with agents of darkness. Quite the contrary, we'll have many battles with these villains in our pursuit of holiness. The difference between us and those in the church and the world is we have power via the Holy Spirit to defeat them. We are the strong man and we cannot be bound. This is the case even before you achieve full dominion. Here again, this is because the Father will not allow you to endure any situation you can't handle. Thus, you will be stronger than every agent of darkness you face on this quest. Now, the only scenario in which this would not be the case is if you do not take your quest seriously and you fail to heed the Spirit and His guidance. On each occasion, you have not only transgressed the Father's will by disobedience, you have forsaken one of the most critical aspects of this journey. That is the schedule of the quest. Now, the schedule of the quest is a spiritual model that reveals the Father expects us to achieve certain milestones in our quest at appointed times. And this is contingent to the vast array of gifts, talents, and favor he has given us. And lastly, this is in line with the parable of the talents. See Matthew 25, 14 through 30. Now, as you've likely gathered, staying on schedule yields favorable results. Not only will this allow us to experience the full allotment of spiritual blessings associated with the abundant life, we will be ready to defeat every foe we encounter. On the other hand, getting off schedule yields the exact opposite reality. Not only will you fail to experience the true abundant life, you will not be superior to every foe. And seeing as your enemy is primarily looking for someone they can devour, they will find you a prime choice and you will find them more than you can handle. For this cause, and one of the more critical lessons you will learn on this quest is, you must be diligent in your observation of the time factor associated with the Father's will. For the enemy is watching and waiting for you to deviate from it so he can capitalize on your infraction and inflict you with sorrow upon sorrow. Notwithstanding, as the Father understands perfection is not achieved overnight, he also understands we will make honest mistakes in our quest. It is unavoidable. And because he loves us and is patient with us, he will counsel us via his spirit as to how we can retake the schedule. And he'll provide us with adequate time to resolve the issues that got us all scheduled in the first place. However, the patience of Elohim has limits. This is why you can't afford to loiter if you are not on schedule, but are rather outside or on the periphery of his will. For as the spirit will not strive with man, he will eventually leave you to the consequences of your rebellion. Now let's discuss the Holy Spirit, my life source. Now, the evolution of this analysis introduces a critical model of spiritual wear and tear, an analysis which is front and center as it pertains to the Spirit's role as our life source. 
Now, spiritual wear and tear is the sum, the spiritual and physical damage an individual incurs after experiencing any occasion of dissent. And dissent can only occur if one consistently disregards the direction of the spirit and fails to walk in obedient faith to the Father's will. Now, there are many obvious dangers associated with spiritual wear and tear. And one of the most ruinous is a cycle of spiritual depletion. The cycle of spiritual depletion is a descending sequence of regression highlighted by an individual falling further outside the Father's will due to a constant loss of spiritual energy and their inability to use this energy to progress their quest. Now, the reason why they are unable to use this energy is sure. It's because of the spiritual wear and tear they have incurred due to their unwillingness to execute some facet of the Father's will. Now, classically, any available energy must be used first and foremost to address the wear and tear. And this is one of the most common ways men and women get off schedule. Now, our physical bodies work in the exact same way. And this strengthens the parallel between spirit and physics. In this order, when you sustain a major injury, the body works to repair the injury. And during that time period, you are unable to function the same way prior to sustaining the energy. And a great deal of the body's healing utilities are allocated to the repair. Now, our physical bodies work in the exact same way, strengthening the parallel between spirit and physics. Now, in this order, when you sustain a major injury, the body works to repair the injury. And during that time period, you are unable to function the same way prior to sustaining the injury. And a great deal of the body's healing utilities are allocated to this repair. Now, this speaks to the Spirit's role as our life source. For as we walk in obedient faith to the Father's will, the Spirit will provide us with more than enough energy to progress our quest. This is true even though we are surely going to make mistakes and at times fall behind schedule. This is because true disciples don't purposely transgress the Father's will. Therefore, the aftermath of our infractions is neither equal nor opposite to the aftermath of those who sin willfully. And we, unlike them, are not incurring spiritual wear and tear as long as we follow the guidelines of repentance. In like manner, we cannot experience spiritual regeneration apart from the Spirit. Neither are we able to effectively pursue any spiritual goal. Along these lines, the spirit is like a perpetual motion machine. In awesome fashion, he retains the unique ability to produce an unlimited number of spiritual cells, which, in this regard, should be viewed as the basic building blocks of all spiritual life. Now, these spiritual cells are the source of our spiritual increase, and our ability to produce an unlimited number of cells is contingent to our willingness to faithfully endure the transmission process and stay on schedule. This, my friends, is the baseline of all spiritual growth. Now, the immense need for spiritual growth is sure. 
if we do not consistently grow in the spirit, we will die a spiritual death. It's as simple as that. And as there is no other path to be taken on this wise, it is a classic life or death, sink or swim scenario. Accordingly, a primary function of the spirit is to provide us with a spiritual life source which enables us to do all things according to the Father's will. And as the Spirit evolves within us, this life source will reach a point where he enables us to do all things according to the Father's will, without fail, amazingly and wonderfully. Now here's the final word. Yahuwah is the strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? Our world and the church circuit are being devastated by the spirit of anti-governance, for it is at the root of all their sorrow. As for us, the Holy Spirit is our life source. He not only gives us the strength to master the Father's will today, he increases our strength so we are able to master his will forever. Now, here's what's next in this podcast series. Today, we concluded the Holy Spirit, my life source, and tomorrow we'll discuss the Holy Spirit, my guide. Now, if you are a member and have questions, please click the Q&A box underneath the video player. Likewise, if you have comments you want to share with the group, please share those in the comment box located beneath the Q&A box. Now, if you're not a member and you have questions about today's podcast, feel free to contact us via our website at www.pinnacleofholiness.com and use the form on our contact page, and we will respond to you as soon as we can. And thank you for being with us today. hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Remember to tune in with us every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern. And if you haven't already, visit us at www.pinnacleofholiness.com and make sure you sign up to join the quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life 2022.